Welcome in to another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Savantha Jones. And this is episode 163. 163. What is the topic of discussion? This is, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Good, and so true. Oh, very, yes. Awesome. Very, very. Well, before we hop into it, anything you want to share from last week? Yes, last week we did Finding Calm in Chaos. And during that episode, I did a reading for Sherry and her friend Christy, who passed away, Mm -hmm. and she sent a response to the reading. So let's hear what she has to say. Cool. Okay. Thank you so much for doing a reading for me on the show. Christy would have been 53 on June 10th. She loved Disney and Disney cruises. I had mentioned Mm -hmm. I was seeing Disney things. I'm surprised she didn't mention hockey since you both have that in common, too. She passed after a two-year battle with lung cancer. You said... That she went quick, maybe meaning once she decided to go, she went quickly. You were spot on about everything else. She was my best friend since 1989, and we always had a great time. Never a fight or disagreement. I'm glad that she's experiencing joy and is no longer in pain. Thank you so much for that beautiful reading. I listened to it twice, and I'm tearing up as I write this. Love to you. Very cool. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Sherry. You know, I when I don't have the person here to do the reading for, I just keep going when I hear things like, mm-hmm. you know, it was quick or whatever it was that I heard from Christy. But there's a lot of things that it could mean, you know. Yeah. So, And I'm not always 100% accurate. I don't think any psychic ever is. So right. we might hear something and misinterpret something wrong or whatever. But, hey, the rest of the reading resonated. So Yeah, I mean, you don't know in the two years, was it from diagnosis right. to passing or was, you know, like, because I don't know medically yeah. is that quick for lung cancer or not. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not but. sure. But, yeah, I mean, maybe she was just sick and then towards the end you know didn't look like she was going to pass but maybe did quickly that uh, she could have meant something like that i don't know got it but um either way glad that it resonated for you sherry thank you and thank you christy yes, as well to you both yes okay so then we answer two questions every week mm-hmm. the first question is from serena she says i understand that we have soul contracts and also free will is our life mapped out in our soul contract if we have free will does that alter our pre-planned course or were our free will choices already planned too in other words did the universe already know the poor decisions we'd be making here on earth i hope this makes sense it does it's it's like a how do i say this like compartmentalized in the sense of you've got you, your divine self, and then mm-hmm. you, your self, you know. Human self. N- you know, your self-will. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Free, free will. will. Skill, yeah. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, th- so there's kind of two parts of you. I feel like, yes, your contract is made with yourself and the others involved on the other side in the presence of divine. Mm-hmm. And then you come here. Yeah. And I don't want to say like the free will is like evil part of you. It's not. But it's to me when I think about it, it's the part where I'm not taking a in account for the divine part of myself. 
Right. I'm just going after what I want. Right. Kind of thing in a way. Right. Um, so I guess in essence, what I'm saying is that free will can then get in the way of the contract that I had made. Yeah. Yeah. Before I came here. Mm-hmm. Does the divine know that you're going to make these mistakes? Absolutely. And I think that part of you knows you will too. Um, but that's the lesson mm-hmm. that that is the whole challenge of coming here is can right. you come here and remember and have faith in where you came from. Right. Um, so this is something that I have given a lot of thought to mm-hmm. over the years of after the spiritual awakening. And the way that I guess I would best describe this is kind of like, remember those choose your own adventure books? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is a destiny that's predetermined for you, I believe. Okay, mm-hmm. like I believe I was supposed to be a medium. Okay, mm-hmm. whether I was supposed to be a medium earlier or not, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure if my free will to not pursue this mm-hmm. meant that it happened later in life when I was ready to pursue it or if that's what the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. So I feel like because this was thrown at me in my early 20s, I started like opening this kind of stuff up, right? So let's say in this choose your own adventure, I could have gone this way, right? Or I could have gone the way that I did, which was to not open it up. I don't really know which way was the right way to go. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe the universe said, no, it's not time for her in her 20s. And she has to put it off. Um, I feel like when something happens, like, um, let's take my my divorce, for example. I feel like I was supposed to divorce my first husband a lot earlier than I did. But because I didn't feel like that was right, I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And because I wasn't making the decision for myself, the universe literally made the decision for me, Mm -hmm. like pushed me out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like I should have made that decision earlier and then the universe wouldn't have had to push me out. Mm -hmm. But I feel like whatever our destiny is, the universe will eventually get involved and put us back on the right track. Mm -hmm. Now, if we finish this journey completing all of the things we were supposed to complete, that has a lot to do with the free will. Did we waste time on the free will? Like how long did I waste, you know, going through that divorce Mm -hmm. process when it could have been a lot faster is what I mean. So we won't know these things till Mm -hmm. we get to the other side. But I don't believe that everything is decided for us. I like, I know some people don't believe in free will altogether. And I definitely believe that we can steer this ship however we want to, but the universe will put us back on some kind of track if it needs to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I hope that that explains that. I could go on about that subject for, for a long time. Right. I think it's fascinating, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we don't know. And like, even for me, I don't know. I, I just know what they tell me, but I, I really don't know whether, you know, what things I've done in my life are free will and what were right. destiny. Yeah. It's interesting because in Dolores' uh, one of her volumes of the con- convoluted universe, I think it's, I don't remember which one I was up to, four or five, but mm-hmm. they talk about the earth and its uniqueness um in this whole big picture and they say that this uh, according to the spirits that she's contacted and talked with through the hypnotherapy they say that earth is the only planet in the universe that has free will that's very interesting I and it makes yeah. it particularly um challenging I think 
being a place to come to to learn lessons. Right. It makes it challenging. It's like almost like when we come here, we forget our connection. Mm -hmm. We're unaware of our connection. Yeah. We have to search and find it Mm -hmm. where other beings on other worlds are born automatically or taught automatically that you are connected. So they do a lot of their work just for the greater good of Mm -hmm. the other side of the source, you know, the divine. So it's interesting to think of a place where you go that you don't remember. Right. And now you're challenged with this knowledge of another side or divine, but you're also given this will to do as you please. Yeah. And this can be taken in so many different contexts and directions. You know, like even for me, um, working in a job for 13 years, really trying to push and push and push and work hard. All I did was end up wrecking my body. Um, and it got me nowhere. Yeah. And I was forced out to do what I really was right. meant to do. Exactly. And the forced yeah. out part felt chaotic. Yeah. Because I couldn't exactly figure out until hindsight what actually was happened. Yeah. Hindsight is, is yeah. a gift for sure. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question, Serena. Thanks, Serena. Yeah, I love that love question. That. The next one is from Shauna. She says, how do you handle visions that you have had playing out and and you know that you know what happens next? So when a vision plays out, knowing what happens next, how do you cope? Because I'm going to be a thousand percent honest, but I get scared sometimes. I try not to be, but I'm human and I get scared. Okay, first, feel those feelings. It's okay to be scared. Mm. You know, I, I I think that everything that they show us and tell us has a reason. So if you're being shown something, you know, what is, what's the reason? Okay. I, I saw visions actually, I I think that you did too about January 6th about Mm -hmm. the, I didn't, I thought it was the white house. I didn't know it was the Capitol, but I didn't know the context. I didn't know what any of this was about, you know, but I couldn't let it worry me. That's the thing is that I have to look at it as why did they tell me that? Well, there could be a, a few reasons, but one of them could be to help you learn about your abilities they may have shown Danny those things so that he can start to learn the difference between an actual vision and a daydream. So Mm. that's one reason that they may show you those things. Mm. Um, They may also just show you so that you have knowledge that this is coming for whatever reason. You know, I've had visions of friends, you know, being in a car accident or, or having a miscarriage or whatever. Why do they tell me those things? I don't know. Mm. I really don't, but there's a reason for for all of them but they're not meant to scare us they don't want to scare us i really think they just want to prepare us it really depends on the situation too on the vision itself like it might be you know just uh something that might be coming on later in your day so that you know how to handle it differently Mm -hmm. um what shauna here was talking about actually is what's going on right now with the roe versus wade okay and that she's having visions of What's going to happen, which is why I brought up January 6th, because Mm. I did see that this I didn't really see coming. Um, Nobody told me, um, but I also didn't ask. (laughs) So, you know, um, but with all of this that's happening, the way that I kind of explained to her that if I had a vision of this, that I would deal with it is is 
just to know that, first of all, there's nothing I can do. I explained that there are frontline fighters in these situations, and we're the light workers. We're not the frontline fighters. We're the ones that are supposed to try and bring the peace after the storm. Mm -hmm. So don't get involved in the frontline work if you're a light worker. Let those people do their job, Mm because we all have a different job here. But really try not to let these things frighten you, because this is how we learn in this world. And these things happen. And why they happen, I don't know. We won't know until we get there. But I think that like like this and the pandemic and all that, it's to teach us. Mm -hmm. It's to help us grow. It's it's a lot of different things. We're supposed to work better together. And and these things just show us that we are ripped apart as a nation, you know. It, it, it's yeah, sad. I definitely think that there's there's definitely something to learn as a nation, even globally, you know? Yeah. And, and you know what, Sean, I have to be honest, too, is that, like, if I have visions, um, especially about my own life, I usually will shrug them off until afterwards. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. Um, so that's <laughs> maybe one way that I deal yeah. um, sometimes if my mom tells me something and I don't want to know it, I will ask her to literally erase it from my memory and it will be erased and that's one of the really cool things about like the i don't know how this works but it does it goes away Mm. and then the next day i'll be like i told her to get rid of a memory what was it and it's totally gone so (laughs) (laughs) so anyways i you know i want to be honest i when i have those visions i'm not always like oh my gosh this is going to happen i sometimes think i'm exaggerating i'm looking at it wrong or it's a daydream Mm. and it's not till retrospect that i go oh Okay, that's what this meant, and that's why they showed me. So it's all a learning lesson and learning curve to the, all of this, really. Yeah. So anyway, so I hope that answers your question, Shauna. Thanks, Shauna. Yes, thank you. All right, and then before we go into the episode, I do a reading every week. Let me get that for you. Okay, this is for Crystal. She says, this is Dexter. Dexter is a doggy. He's very cute. Uh, like a German shepherd type dog. Our very best boy. He passed last September and took part of us all with him. Does he plan to come back to us or have anything to say? And this is Dexter. Pretty. Yes, he's beautiful. Beautiful dog. Okay, let's talk to him. He had a very unique role in your home where he was the protector, but he also, like when I... When I have dogs with this kind of personality that comes up, I always see Peter Pan and the dog in Peter Pan, Nana, and how Nana took care of the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I'm feeling about Dexter here, is that he he was a protector, but he was almost a babysitter, almost like like he did all these roles, all these different roles, and he loved it. He loved to look out for, for his family and to make sure that they were protected and had what they needed. And I see him, like, walking up to each member of the family and he like stops and looks at the person almost like do you need anything are you good (laughs) it's very interesting and i don't know if that if you guys realize that that's what he was doing but he was literally going to you and asking you is there anything i can do for you like he's just the sweetest thing he would have been a very good um working dog like a police dog or some some kind of dog like that because he was one that liked to have something to do always wanted to have and it wasn't about physically having something to do it was just about the mental focus of you know what's going on around him keeping an eye out always being alert to everything so um there's a little bit about his personality for you uh let's see do you want to come back dexter 
He wants to come back, yes, but not yet, not quite yet, he says. <laughs> There's another soul that needs to come back first. Um, and this is interesting when this happens because, you know, we have a lot of a lot of us have a lot of pets that go. And for whatever reason, not that we forget about them, but, you know, like um, my dog Tahoe, right? Like Sequoia died after him. So I might just not think so much about Tahoe reincarnating, mm. but more about Sequoia reincarnating because she's more recent. Mm. We forget a lot of times about those yeah. dogs that we had or cats, whatever, previously. Right. So I feel like there's another soul that needs to come back to you first before Dexter will. Um, this is uh, a smaller dog, I believe, that either you or, or your spouse or significant other had growing up um, because I see a child playing with this small dog. Hmm. Um, so, but he will come back, but it will be, it'll be a few years. Uh, and let's see, does he have anything to say? He wants to thank you for always taking the best care of him. I, I think we all get to that point where we have a little bit of guilt and think, oh, I could have done better. You know, there, yeah. there are certain things I could have done. But he's saying that to please let go of any of those guilt things that you still hold on to because he he had a wonderful life with you. He wouldn't have asked for anything more than what you gave him. It was perfect. So don't beat yourself up about those coulda, woulda, shoulda's or, you know, right. oh, I, I have one where, like, I didn't let my dog out quick enough and mm. she was kind of miserable. And then I'm, I beat myself up forever about it. It's one day. She doesn't even remember, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we have to... Um, you know, be gentle on ourselves. And that's what he's saying is not to get yourself down for those things. Cause he doesn't hold on to those. He has 100% unconditional love for you and the rest of your family. And he sends his love and says, he's still very much around you. So keep an eye out for uh, clumps of hair. He's showing me that, which is interesting because it's very like, when did he die? September. What was it? Yeah. September. And he's okay. If he says hair clumps, then there yeah. might be some, you know, the hair of his dust bunnies around still. When you showed me the picture <clears throat> at first, all I heard was yellow. Yellow? Ball. Oh. But I thought maybe I added ball at the end myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just heard yellow and I was kind of. Did you see that in the picture? I did not. Okay. There's a yellow bat and there's a tennis ball in the picture. I didn't see that. Okay. So that's. Zoom probably... back out because I didn't. So that may be what you're talking about there. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I didn't notice it. I just looked at him. But if, Crystal, if, you know, that resonates, let us right. know. Because you may have yeah. been seeing a toy that he likes to play with, yeah. for sure. Something. So so thank you, Dexter and Crystal, Thanks, for that. Guys. You know, the funny thing about all... I don't know why I grabbed onto it and that whole thing, that whole reading was that he said another soul needs to come back first. Uh -huh. And it was just like proof to me, kind of goes back to that other question about, is it all pre-mapped out? Uh -huh. You know, um, who was the questions was that earlier? That was uh, Serena's? Serena's, yes. Thank yeah. you. I wasn't sure if it was Sean or Serena. Yeah, no, it was, it was um, Serena. But yeah, it kind of goes back to that for me, that even that they're, they're privy uh -huh. to that knowledge you know, while yeah. he's communicating with you about what's going to happen yeah. and him coming back, it's like, yeah, they know. How do they know what <laughs> needs to come next? Right. You know, it's like, oh, they know. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. It just sort of blows my mind. That's what makes it magic. Yeah, the, exactly. And, and I thought, well, if there isn't a greater plan, then how do they all know what needs to come next? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, I agree. So. 
Okay, so then one more thing before we go into the episode. Yep. Let's give our info. Yay. Uh, you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can find our, our show on social media at spiritualjoneses or email us spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. Yes. And you. For my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web at djonesartcollection for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Very good. That's it. Okay. All right. Well then, episode. episode 163. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Change is uncomfortable. It is. And I think we fear it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really realize this when I was younger so much, but I get it now mm-hmm. that it's like we always want everything to go smoothly, mm-hmm. you know? And when right. things don't go smoothly or change occurs, we have a tendency to flail ourselves. <laughs> and like, and in regards to its connection to last week's episode, a lot of times change can just feel chaotic. Absolutely it can, yeah. But yeah. if everything is always smooth and grandiose, that means you're doing everything perfect all the time and there's nothing left to be learned. Yes. I don't really typically learn a lot in when things are always glorious. Right. I mean, I, I learned that I love to feel that way. Right. But what else am I learning? Absolutely. Life is full of struggle and challenges. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be. We're not put here for everything to be hunky-dory all the time. That's what heaven is. Heaven is the beautiful place where we don't have to experience this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the classroom. Mm-hmm. So while we're here, we have to deal with that uncomfortableness and that change because we can't stay in the same place all the time. That's not what life is about. Nope. Life is about the changes and the learning and all of that. Uh, and sometimes it seems like, you know, it's never going to end and that everything is against you. And we've been experiencing this a lot lately and we've been open with our, with you guys about it that, you know, it kind of feels like some days it's just everything, just yeah. one thing after the other after the other. And I keep asking myself, why? Why is it, even when I wake up in the morning and I think today's going to be a good day and everything, why is it still such a challenge? Well, one of the things that, and I've said this to you, is that I feel like when we have these topics, we have to experience things Mm -hmm. a little bit so that we can talk about it. Because if we, if everything right now was like totally smooth and there hadn't been any bumps, Mm -hmm. we probably would be like, oh, it's great. You know, you're totally in a different frame of mind. But if you can talk about this from the point of view mm-hmm. instead of being like, this is how it should be, right. um, it's just, yeah. I mean, I could, I could sort of pull from all my previous experiences in life throughout all these topics that we talk about. But again, I only have so many experiences yeah. where this creates new experiences, Right. sort of like what you're saying. It's like these things have come up recently right. for us to now re-relate or relate on a different level or just to remember oh yeah it is challenging i had an epiphany just now Uh so i wasn't going to tell this story but i'm going to because i just had the epiphany do it so my birthday was a few days ago Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the greatest birthday i've ever had it wasn't the worst Uh, birthday uh, i've ever had but it wasn't the greatest birthday i've ever had like literally Everything kept going wrong. It was just one thing after the other after the other, right? Mm. And I kept saying to you, you know, it's okay. It's one birthday. You know, I've had 44 others. I'll have many more. It's okay. It's just one birthday. 
And I was trying to find the lesson in this because I was told the day before I heard my mom say, it's not going to be the best birthday. And I wasn't sure why she said that. You know, I was a little bit confused. Why would you want to warn me about that? Like, that's kind of <laughs> weird. Like, thanks a lot. Um, but I, I understand it now because you know what? Years ago, I would have been like, this is a horrible birthday and I hate it. And birthday, you know, I didn't do that. Mm. I just said, it's okay. It's, it's just today right. and next year is a different year and i think that that's what they want us to do that when we're faced with these types of challenges we're not supposed to look at it as you know oh everything is bad or right. or it, it's ruined my birthday was not ruined it was i still had a good right. day it was just that it was a little bit chaotic you know and and there was a lot that happened um, but we're supposed to experience these things. Mm -hmm. And every birthday is not supposed to be sunny. And every Christmas isn't supposed to be perfect because we have to experience mm -hmm. a wide variety of things. Yeah. If if everything is always perfect, it's it's not real. We were even talking like earlier too, like how many of your birthdays do you really remember? Yes. I don't really. There's like pinnacle ones, you know, mm -hmm. like say whatever, when you hit your teens maybe. Yeah. There's something that I there's recollection of that, and then maybe like eighteen and twenty one, and yeah. But then after that, it's like okay, so yeah, thirty, <laughs> and maybe like 40. forty. I remember that a little bit, and then <laughs> fifty, and it's like, but everything else in between, I don't remember yeah. every single birthday. No, I remember bits and pieces of a few. You yeah. know, um, not even half. No, after going through them, not even half. And I think that's another lesson here is that I most likely won't remember this birthday in ten years. You know, I'll be like, oh, my forty fifth birthday. What did we do? Oh yeah, well, maybe we went out to dinner. You know, I, there's not going to be anything that is going to really stand out from it. It was just the way that it was supposed to be. And if we look at every day like that, look at every day like today. It could be good. It could be bad. But it's just today. And tomorrow is a new one. And, you know, today is what? The 25th of June. Next year, there's also going to be a 25th of June. So it's they don't want us to dwell on these things right. and, and all that. Um, because that is life. Life is struggle and difficult. And it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Because, like, and you had said it. Um, and I wrote it down here. Even though we are conditioned to only want good things to happen, a big part of feeling fully alive is experiencing both the amazing things and the challenging things. Yep. You have to experience the challenging mm -hmm. things. It's as hard as it is. Yeah. Yep. It's experience. Mm -hmm. So there's two types of change. Uh, we face both internal and external change. Mm -hmm. So, and they're very different, which is why I'm mentioning this. External is like moving to a new city, a new job, a loss of a loved one. Internal deals with our thoughts and feelings and the emotional response triggered by the external change. So you may have change that came into your life. Like when, you know, when my mom died, I had that change that came in. But that also, that's the external, but it also changed me inside. It also did a lot of things to me inside. So you're dealing with both types of change in that situation, but that's yeah. not always how it goes. But that's a lot of change at once. It is a lot of change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some people face the most unthinkable tragedies, yet somehow come out the other side stronger. Others crumble under the weight of the pressure and the heartache that they face. Right. But there's nothing different between the way that, the, like, between those people, except right. the way that they look at things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you can choose to let something bring you down and, and crumble you, or mm -hmm. you can... 
you know, go, okay, well, this is how life is. And I'm going to, you know, try and make the best of it. I was even thinking in terms of geological change. For some reason, my mind popped in the earth. And I thought, I can't remember what period they call this, but when it was one continent. Okay. And think about all the conflict we have amongst ourselves Mm -hmm. on this planet as the continents exist now. Mm Mm-hmm. What if they never changed? Oh, God. <laughs> that would not be good. And we were all fighting over one giant piece of land. Yeah. You make a very great point. And it was all connected. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You make a very good point. Yep. Something else to think about here is that if you read about the lives of successful people, they are full of obstacles and challenges. You have the decision. We all have the decision of when we're faced with an obstacle of what way we're going to go. And in one of the articles that I read about this, they they use the words winners and losers. And I don't like that those words, but I'm going to read it as they wrote it. Maybe there's a better word. It says, um, what divides the winners and the losers is mindset. A loser sees the world as unfair, Mm -hmm. whines and complains, but doesn't take steps to improve their life. A winner may still see the world as unfair, but that doesn't stop them from carrying on so that they can improve their life. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. And and that's hard to do. It really is. And it's not saying that you can't, if you are facing something, that you can't sit there and whine for a little while. There's nothing wrong with, you know, taking a day and, and crying about it or whining about it. It's when you sit there. It's when you are stagnant and you you let that, mm-hmm. whatever is going on, control your life, right. you know? And often that stagnation can be the the fear of change. Yeah. That a lot of us fear this, mm-hmm. uh, ex, you know, extremely. Yes. And thinking that it brings so much bad. Yes. I can say that the most foundation rocking experiences of change in my life have all resulted in something positive. Yes. Never anything worse than what was happening yes and that's what it's supposed to do that's what it's supposed to do Mm. but we don't see that when we're in the midst of it you know even like my mom dying like i really sat in that for so long like a good three years that i was just not even like i don't know human really it was horrible and i look back now and i'm like well you know grief is grief but there's not really much I can do to go back and get that those years of my life back, but I wish I could. I wish that I could have had a different perception of it um, because now I see that my mom's passing was necessary and it was one of the best things that happened to me, even though it was one of also one of the worst things that happened to me. Right. But, you know, th- how do you see that when it's happening? You have to trust. And that's where the the challenging, the challenges comes in, too, right. is the, the faith and the trust that right. this change is going to be a good change for you. Because we always take that risk, you right. know. Um, divorce is a risk. Losing a, or to, like quitting a job, that's a risk. Um, because you don't know mm-hmm. necessarily what comes next. You're taking that step to say, this isn't for me anymore. Right. This is not where I want to be. I want to change my life. And I have to be uncomfortable to do that for a little while. But the discomfort, it goes away. And you know what? Not only does it go away, but the memories of it fade. Mm -hmm. Like, I do have the very strong memories of the day that my mom died. And they still hurt, and I can still cry over it. But it's nothing like it was then. It starts to fade. Something that I've learned, too, that I'll pass on 
it doesn't have much to do with this episode, but when you replay a memory in your mind, like me replaying that moment that I found out about how my mom died and everything, right. you replay it, you replay it. You're, you're making it stick in mm. there. Yeah. You're choosing to put that memory there because when we remember something, I read this, we are remembering the last time we remembered it, mm-hmm. not when it actually happened. Right. So one of the ways that we can really help to heal ourselves with these kinds of the challenges and the change is don't think about those those things from the past, those bad memories that have happened. Just don't. When you start to feel them coming on, change it. Right. Because you know what will happen? Those memories, they will fade. And you might even completely forget them. Mm-hmm. And that's a great feeling to not be stuck in the past and stuck in those feelings because yeah. that's a part of moving forward and mm-hmm. the change is letting all of that go. Exactly. I mean, these are our experiences and even though we're married, we're not having the same experience. No, not at all. Um, so I can't say that this applies to every single life that will be or ever was, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that a lot of what you're saying is that <clears throat> I can choose to look at it that way. The, the, yeah. lo- the winner-loser kind of thing. Yeah, And it's, it's all my perception based on my own personal experience. Right. Right. So it can't necessarily apply to Sally or Bobby or Jim or, you know, whatever, Mary. Um, You know, I start thinking about, let's say, kids that are like horribly abused or maybe even killed by somebody, their parent or somebody. And I think, how do you share this or get somebody in that type of situation to believe that mm-hmm. or see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a tough one. Yeah. I, the only way I can really ultimately answer it is, is even if they didn't get a chance to learn it in this life, they're going to learn it when they go. Right. And the same goes for me. My challenge to myself is to learn it in this life. Right. As much as I can. Mm-hmm. Not be afraid to say, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Right. You know? Absolutely. Those kinds of things. Um, be nice to people. Because that is is it. Yeah. And kindness is the key to this whole experience being really as good as it possibly can be. Mm-hmm. But then again, if everybody was walking around completely kind to each other, then what what are we missing as far as lessons? Right. That's why I don't think we've ever seen that on this planet. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, yep. there is a reason for conflict. There is a lot. And I don't want to condone it, yeah. but I do believe it does bring a lot of knowledge and to us. Right. You know, it helps us learn. Yes, that's a great... Let, let's Let's have a little story well it's not a story but let's put something together here okay this is what i'm thinking of Mm -hmm. so let's just say that you're out and you're in a good mood and everything's going great for you and somebody walks up to you and they're really really rude to you okay how do you handle that for me i go to what is the best possible way to handle that Mm -hmm. maybe not how internally i would like handle it Mm -hmm. what's the best way what is going to be the kindest way to handle this and you know what 
not fighting back or not having bitter words or whatever, but being, you know, if that person is just having a bad day, you know, I'm sorry you're having a bad day, you know, right. um, trying to diffuse things instead of adding to them mm-hmm. it, it, because we are going to come across situations in our lives where we're going to be uncomfortable like this with people and how you deal with these people has a lot to do with, right. you know, where your perception is too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to to take the conflict that I see in the world and give that myself license to then act the same way. Yeah, exactly. On a daily basis, I just yeah. don't I don't want to do that. I yeah. I want to try to figure a way to do it different. And like one example is uh part of the reason the birthday thing wasn't so great is that I had ordered something for you uh May 25th through a pretty reputable company. Um, it was a picture I was having framed. Uh, and I dropped it off May 25th. I told I, I was told I could pick it up June 6th or 7th. I called a couple times to confirm that, left a message, no return call, finally get through to them, and the date keeps getting pushed yeah. back and back and back. Till finally, I'm picking it up on her birthday, June 21st. Yeah. And Not I, ready. Not ready. Yeah. And I get there, and they don't have part of what I've ordered, and the matting isn't to how we laid it out. And I was sent a picture before I even went there, so I had a moment to think about all mm-hmm. of it. And this get, is a huge challenge for you, yeah. And I thought, I could get myself really... I was upset. I wasn't, like, angry. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed. Yeah. Really disappointed and frustrated with the situation. And I thought, I could go in there which I've done in my life in the past, uh, quote unquote, as a terminology, guns blazing, but I wouldn't have a gun. (laughs) Um, I would be using my mouth. Yeah. And I would be firing daggers at people. Yeah. Making very rude comments about them personally, just to make it right in my own mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't do that. No, you didn't. I simply went in there and asked for my picture back, said I would take my business somewhere else, and just expressed my disappointment. And the amazing part was, is it was two guys that, that own this company, and one of them says, we've really heard what you had to say and taken a lot of consideration into what you're saying. And, and they agreed with, yes, they with quite a bit of what yeah. I said. If I would have went in in there guns blazing, yeah. Not only does that do nothing for me, but get my blood pressure up and get me mad, and then I I walk out feeling I would never back then admit that I felt bad, <laughs> but I would walk out going, nah, I probably shouldn't have done, you know, yeah. been, shouldn't have been so harsh. So this time I don't have to walk out feeling bad, right? And maybe I was put there to help these gentlemen learn how to run their company a little better. Very good point. So because I handled it in a way where they acknowledged what I had to say. And if they really care about their business, they'll pay attention to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's their choice. Yeah. I left it there. Yes. And 
that is a perfect example of this episode because it challenged you to do that, mm-hmm. but it showed you that you've changed. It right. showed you that this is all worth it. Right. As hard as it was because I know you and I saw a couple times he's, he wants to blow. I did. And, you know, and it sucked coming <laughs> yeah. home to my wife's birthday. And this was something I had planned to do. And I wanted to make it really nice. And and, and it was. And it was nice when I looked at it laid out. But I had to come home on her birthday and say, I don't have your birthday gift, you know? Yeah. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> We're going to go find, <laughs> I gotta something, go find else. something else for you. You know, you know what? It's nothing I, it's like okay. planning a month ahead of time. Yeah. Or, you know, so, but that was, it was a, it was a challenge for me to, to change, you know? And I, I feel like I'm going to say this, but I feel like in general, in today's world and business kind of world, a lot gets overlooked. Oh, it's horrible. It's um, horrible. Don't a get lot of times you don't really get the service and the stuff that you're paying for. Nope. They want your credit card number and they'll run that real quick. But when it actually comes to delivering what it is supposed to be delivered, I, yeah, I feel like some of our quest to do good work mm-hmm. and please the customer yeah. has fallen to the wayside a little bit. Kind of but, really lazy, yeah. So, but that's my own personal opinion about it. And that's what we've been experiencing. Other people might be like, oh, I haven't noticed that. But yeah, for us, it's true. I feel like all of these service businesses, like we had all the construction done. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we had pavers that had to be replaced in our driveway. And the guy kept saying, I'm going to come look at it today. And then like a half hour later, oh, I can't look at it today. I'll come tomorrow. And then not messaging and like... You know, the other day I'm trying to get my receipt from him and he's like, oh, bring it by today. And then seriously, a few hours later, oh, I can't bring it by today. And it's like, dude, seriously, like this is bad business. Very bad business. business. The irony is, is the guy got the work done. Yeah. It took him like seven days to get here, (laughs) but the work was done in one day. Yeah, it was. And the funny part about it is... Is that you had called like five companies and left messages. Yep. And nobody returned these calls. Nobody. Mm-mm. Um, and then all of a sudden we're driving after dinner one night and in this front yard of somebody's house, it may have been the guy's, the owner's house. It might house. have been, yeah. I don't know if he lives out here or not, but there's like one of those st- stick signs. in the ground signs. Yeah. And it was pavers, you know, a paver sign. Yeah. And I said, hey, there's one right there. Like almost like... <laughs> They just put it right because we were they discussing did. it. Yeah. We had been discussing it that night. And yeah. so I'm like, what are we going to do? Nobody's calling back. We can't park in our driveway. There's a giant hole. <laughs> There's a giant hole in our courtyard. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, if anybody were to walk in there in the dark and didn't know, they could <laughs> yeah. fall. And so I was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And boom, there's the sign. Yeah. But then when the guy took so long to get here and look at it, I'm thinking, no, no, no. But it now was I so, see such frustrating it, experience. Yeah, that's exactly why the sign was there in the front yard. Mm-hmm. We called the number. Yeah, it took him some time to get here, but he got here yeah. and the job was done. He got it done, and we were patient about it, and we weren't rude to him. Right. I wasn't rude to him in any way. No, you know, um, he was very frustrating to me, but I didn't lead on to that to him, and I didn't let it bother me so much because it was just like it's it's going to get done. You know, whether it's him or somebody else, I right. can't let it, you know, bother me like that. And 
you know, 10 years ago, yeah, I would have been really upset and I probably would have voiced, you know, my upsetness too. And I probably wouldn't have had him come out to do that work mm -hmm. because of the flakiness. Right. But at the same time, I really did feel like this is a test, just like everything else. And well, they kind wouldn't... of felt desperate too, because we yeah. already called five places and nobody's calling right. back. So you're like, well, at least you get one call. Well, and the fact that that sign was there, mm -hmm. like, why would we see that sign? Because one part of the story that you may not remember is that we were driving up this main road and you said, turn right here. I want to see my old elementary school. Oh, yeah. If we wouldn't have turned right there, we wouldn't have seen that sign. You're right. So I truly, when I see mm -hmm. these things, I believe them and I know that there's a reason for them. And so I just, I, that's why I didn't say to this guy, you know what, you can stick your paper business or the sun don't shine. Yeah. Even though I really wanted to after a few days, you know, it's just, it is, it's about patience and it, it, sometimes it does, it takes these changes and, and learning about yourself and like, do I want to be this way mm -hmm. or, or what way do I want right. to be? What way do I want to present myself to people that I'm an angry, uptight person or that I'm understanding mm -hmm. and, and happy and I am a generally understanding and happy person. And so that's what I want to put out to people. You know, there's a like I heard something too just now. Maybe it's Michael um, <laughs> because you're currently and have been taking acting classes. Yes. Um, and we have discussions about this, and I'll share with you kind of. Uh, my friend Michael, that passed away, was a very well-renowned actor um, for many years, and so I would talk to him about it, and he would. I was like, can you kind of just give me the essence of mm -hmm. it? You know, one night we were having a conversation. And he said, you know, all acting is reacting. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's just now I heard the same thing. It's like it's the same thing in life, mm -hmm. which again goes back to you guys are all living in a friggin' movie. <laughs> yeah, okay? exactly. It's your movie. Yep. And uh, if we could learn to react to one another differently, you know, without defensiveness and aggression and, and hate and screaming right. and yelling and names and foul language, you know, mm -hmm. you there would be a difference in the yes. way that people communicate. So it really is all reaction. Yes. And how am I going to react to this change? Mm -hmm. uh, You're right. This person, whatever they're saying to me, it does. Honestly, it feels like, you know, there's moments where I know that I, a split second before that happens, I know, lesson. Yeah, yeah I right. Hear it, I hear it. Lesson. I do too. Damn. And I have a split second mm -hmm. to decide how I'm going to react yeah. to whatever's happening. But I always hear more so than I ever did. And that's because I've opened up and I've accepted this into my life mm -hmm. is I want to to be a, a light worker. I don't want to be somebody that, you know, you walk into a room and people want to go the other way. <laughs> right. Or afraid to talk to you. Right. You know? um, so I'm just considering that. Like, it's all like a metaf metaphorically clicking in my head. Yeah. Especially for our lives and the things that are happening. But the change uh, can feel so chaotic and it can feel victimizing mm -hmm. you know like it's all happening to me yeah right now yeah. um but again all the major changes that i've that i've had like getting married the first time mm -hmm. and then having a child yeah. changed me yes drastically 
getting a divorce from that first marriage drastically changed me. Mm -hmm. Having a career change in my 40s drastically changed me. Yeah. You know, meeting you was probably the biggest change all of, of all because it brought to the surface that, oh, I haven't been on the path I'm supposed <laughs> to be. That's where yeah. you were talking about earlier, where the universe finally said, okay, yeah, this it's guy's time. 40 now. Yeah. He's not getting it. <laughs> Hello, Bueller, anybody? And so they have to step in. Mm -hmm. And with that felt like a moment of radical change, mm -hmm. extreme chaos. Mm -hmm. And I just, but I can go back and review moments during these times where I sat crying or praying or talking out loud, even mad at God or the universe. Like, mm -hmm. this has to change and it has to change now. Yeah, right? You know, um, do it now, yeah. Or something has, something has to click. It's got mm -hmm. to get better. Yeah. And I just kind of held to that. Like, okay, I've asked for it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And did kind of one of those, I'm going to plant the seed and let it walk away and let it grow for a little bit, and I'll come back and reevaluate. Yeah. I could see growth. Yeah. So I didn't you know, stomp on the weeds or the grass or whatever I was watching grow. Yeah. I let it continue. Yes. And tried to keep looking at it instead of going, oh, it only got an inch taller. No. Wow, that's gotten an inch taller. Exactly. You know? Perception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And that's one way that we have, that we can easily change some of these, mm -hmm. you know, these challenges and, and realize that they are positive is with mm -hmm. the, the changing of our perception. Um, I wanted to read a couple of things from our listeners. I asked our listeners, what are some of the challenges you have faced in life and how did they change you? Jennifer said, I am a wildland firefighter with the U.S. Forest Service. I have been since 2008. I was 30 then and I'm going on 45 now. My body is changing and I also never felt that I was particularly gifted with operational skills, strategies, and tactics. I have them, but I don't excel like some. I'm at a point in my career where change is on the horizon. I'm not scared, but I'm sad. Sad that a change in the job there will be a change in everything I've come to know and love and work about work and work relationships. And I totally understand this mm -hmm. because I, I went, we both went through a career change. Mm -hmm. um, I, I left pet sitting, uh, I had to because of COVID, but it was also one of those things that the universe kind of forced me into because I wasn't taking the steps to do it myself. But like Jennifer, a couple of the reasons I wanted out was because I was in the sun all the time and my skin was not reacting well to it. And I, I was like, it's just getting hotter and hotter, you know? Yeah. And as you get older, these physical changes, they make it harder for you to do those types of physical jobs. But I'll tell you, Jennifer, that it was difficult for me at first. I really did miss the job at first. But now I look back and I go, oh, it's so nice yep. to not have to get up at mm -hmm. six in the morning and get right in my car and go and walk dogs and mm -hmm. then go back out at noon when it's 100 degrees outside. You know, it, it you don't realize these things until it starts to happen and the yeah. change happens. So, yeah, the, the sadness, It's it. I understand. I do for sure. I think, um, you know there'll be some brightness in your future that'll make you see that yeah. it was all worth it. Yeah. For sure. Have faith. Yep. Keep uh, on keeping on. 
And then Kathy said, I have found my issue is learned and cynical family behavior, which is hard to unravel and to change when it's been years of conditioning and, again, learned behavior from a young age. Mm -hmm. This made me... This made me hard, I'd say, and put up a wall of protection, but that's not good either. So I'm learning now that what I've learned was perhaps not the best way, though people were doing their best at the time. Mm -hmm. And now I have to learn to try to not continue that cycle. Hard, but realizing there are better ways versus living in autopilot. Yep. Yeah. You're no longer an autopilot. Right. Because you've learned that it is learned. Mm-hmm. So th- this is like almost toast, toasting toast. <laughs> you can never unlearn that you've learned that it's learned. Ah, uh, You can never not, unlearn it. Yeah. And I grew up, I relate to this one a lot. Too, I grew yeah. up a lot with learned behaviors that I've watched either myself repeat at times or I've watched other family members currently repeating or yeah. repeat them at times as well. Yep. And I knew for myself <clears throat> and Samantha, too, that there were certain aspects of our go- growing up and our upbringing that we were going to change that mm-hmm. about ourselves or when it came to raising our own kid. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to do certain things. That's right. And I've stuck to that. So, yeah. But just know that... that um you're halfway there. Once you know that you've learned this, yes, you've learned something. Yes. And you can't ever unsee that. So it's up to you to keep yourself in check, sort of speak. Yes. When it comes to those moments of change or reaction, what am I going to do? Yep. Here's one that this is from Susie, and this is a, a, a life changing moment. She says, having a special needs child taught me a lot about compassion. Mm-hmm. I, I've always wondered that, you know, like when you have a child and um, they're born with some, you know, like uh, her son has autism, but, yeah. you know, uh, Down syndrome or whatever, that changes <clears throat> your life because you thought you were going to have a child that was going to need you for 18 years, but this child could potentially need you for the rest of its life. Yeah. And there's so much that comes with that, the care and everything. And I've seen so many people that have gone through that and it's completely changed their lives. And at first they're scared, they're terrified, you know, mm-hmm. but it they end up adjusting to it and understanding this is what God gave me and, and why I don't know, you know, we're all learning different lessons, but right. Susie, there's a reason why she was given this <laughs> autistic son yeah. and why he's living that life as well. It's um, but it's hard. I can imagine right. to to have a situation like that. Yeah, a really good friend Tim um, has an autistic son, and I had the chance to go visit him a few years ago for a couple of days. And I get it with a mother. You know, t- mothers typically, usually, I would say more so, are more nurturing and compassionate, yeah. and, <clears throat> and especially with a special needs child. I would think. Yeah. I could be wrong, but you know, men just have a way of kind of being impatient and maybe not always so gentle and compassionate. Yeah, they're not so much the nurturers. But I got to see Tim with his son, and it was incredible mm-hmm. how much he like how loving he was to this this boy. Mm-hmm. He's in high school, and I remember him coming home after school one day while I was there, and said, "Dad, I need to talk to you." And he's okay, okay. But he looked at him like, can we do it in private? 
And he's like, oh, son, I've known Danny many, many years. Anything you need to tell me, it's okay. You can say it in front of him. Yeah. And then he kind of calmed down and was like, okay, cool. If you trust him, (laughs) I trust him. He said, somebody said bad word to me today. And, oh, really? What do you, would you mind repeating it? He's like, well, I don't know if I could. Tim's like, you know, you can it was a very gentle word. I don't remember. <laughs> Somebody called him like a poop head or something. Aww. But it was so sweet. Yeah. You know, and we, the way we both just talked to him about it. And I don't know. I was just like, man, yeah. I couldn't be more proud of somebody to have that kind of compassion, you know, yeah. and, and understanding. I know it's his own son, but. It doesn't mean that, you, you know, he's, yeah. he's operating on a completely different wavelength than Tim himself is, you yeah. know, um, cognitively. So, yeah. Um, but just to see that patience and that love and compassion and understanding, yeah. it was, was just cool, man. So my hat's off to, to her, you know, yeah. for, for real. It's a huge life change and a challenge. And, yeah. but what choice do you have? This is your child. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those forced changes, yeah. but. So yeah. your son should be happy, Susie, you know, that he yeah. landed in a place where he does have that understanding. And very compassion. well taken care of. Yes. Yeah. Very, very well. I think it was your son. Yeah, it's her son. Yeah. We got a few minutes. So real quick, let's just talk about these. How do we learn and grow from our challenges instead of being trapped or swallowed by them? Well, I'll give you three things. Uh, Perspective we've talked about. It really is about changing the way that you look at things, about the words that come out of your mouth, Mm -hmm. uh, all of that. Honesty. To Mm -hmm. move forward, we need to be honest with ourselves. What do we want? What do we need? You can't expect to move forward if you're just I don't really know you know you have to be honest Mm -hmm. what is it that you want from your life and be open be open and be ready to move forward because once you accept that these changes need to be made and you tell the universe you're ready for changes Mm -hmm. to be made a lot of times it gets put into fast forward so be open to whatever changes come your way and don't run because yeah that you know Theoretically, is just moving backwards. Yes, absolutely. You have to face it. You, we have to face these things. That's the hardest part to maybe accept, but we do. Yes. And that's where we'll change and where we will grow. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, there's one quote that I found today is from Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength courage and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. Mm -hmm. You are able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. Yep. Yep. So thank you, Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. Thank you. Those are great words. And we will close the episode with that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Eleanor. (laughs) Yay. Very good. Yeah. Very very good. Very good. I hope everybody got something out of it. I do too. I did. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's a good reminder for myself, you know, to walk out and, you know, just keep this in my mind for the, well, could be an hour. It could be 24 hours. Who knows? Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, since these episodes, we seem to be dealing with like the topics of the episodes, Mm -hmm. like the chaos and all that. Maybe next week's episode should be how to win the lottery. Ooh. (laughs) Maybe we'd win the lottery. Genius. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's if you cool. only had that <laughs> gift. I know. <laughs> I know. That's not something people, oh, you're a psychic. You should know the lottery Give numbers. Give me the numbers. It doesn't work that way. Trust me. I've tried. Come on, Linda. 
They're What's my the numbers, and I want them now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Either you're meant to win the lottery or you're not. No. That, yeah. That's how that goes. But anyways. I'm perfectly content. I am too, yeah. It's but cool. I wouldn't turn it down. No, of course not. <laughs> but it's still funny. Cool. So, yay. Well, we hope you guys got something out of this. That we do. I did. Yeah. But before we say goodbye, would you like to share your page? Yes. You can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can schedule an appointment there, pay for a reading, all that good stuff. Uh, if you'd like to find us, we are on all social media platforms at Spiritual Joneses yep. or email is spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. Very good. And you. Yes, if you like rock, pop, art, culture, things like that, uh, for my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web, at djonesartcollection for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Yay. That's it for me. Fantastic. Again, we hope you guys got something out of this. We do. And we hope you guys have a great week. Yeah. Until next week. Peace and love.